0: Everybody, and welcome back to episode 48 of Extreme Evo Cast, an all purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Happy 2021. Uh, it is the new year, of course. I think that this is a given when I say that I hope everyone has an amazing year. I hope this year is better than 2020, certainly. And what better way to celebrate the new year? with some New Year's resolutions. Uh, I have been taking part in New Year's resolutions for myself. Um, I have been eating less. I've been trying to lose some weight. Uh, I am, you know, a bit unhappy with how much I weigh currently, and I want to change that. And what better way to lose weight than by exercising? And, you know, living in Massachusetts for the time being, A very, very cold state. Uh, Lots of snow. We even got snow just last night. Um, Living in such a cold state, what better way to get ready for working out and doing some exercises by doing a little bit of preparation first and getting fired up, if you can tell where I'm going with this. Um, Yeah, I've been been doing some workouts. I've been uh, exercising, doing some, uh, you know, routines, uh, specifically on that game for the switch ring fit adventure. It's very fun, very good for, um, you know, getting used to exercising and, and getting, getting my body used to these, these, these tough workouts, uh, something that I never really have done before. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, but I think I actually, I am going to be working out like right after I record this episode of Evocast, right after, you know, while the video, while the, while the episode is rendering and uploading to YouTube and to, you know, all the, all the stuff, places I upload it, uh, I'm going to go work out. So what better way to get ready to go work out than to get all fired up? And today we are talking about the fire type in Pokemon. Welcome to type review. <laughs> well, not yet. You know, type review will be a little later. Um, we do have a little bit of news to talk about first. And when I say little, I mean it because there is nothing, no, no, nothing new is going on in Pokemon right now. It's you know it's twenty twenty one. No new games are really coming. Nothing, nothing to be super hype about right now. Um, Everything that is coming soon has sort of been already talked about and discussed in the past episodes. So, literally, I only have like two things to say, and that's that's not even exaggeration. Like. You know, I mean, there's things are going on in respective games, Cafe Mix, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Masters, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, oh, changes to raids and changes to, you know, different things happening in Pokemon Go and these new Pokemon in Cafe Mix. I'm not going to talk about those every single time. <laughs> I don't really want to. Uh, like, if you really want to know every single little detail about your favorite Pokemon mobile game or, you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield updates, you know, the tournaments and stuff going on, uh, you can check saruby.net for all of those things. Um, I sort of just cover the basics. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I do cover some interesting things just to mix it up every so often. But today, it's I'm not going to bore you with 20 minutes of oh, uh, this is what's these Pokemon are a little more common in Pokemon Go, and you can get this person in Pokemon Masters. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that. Of course, there was a lot of holiday things, um, a lot of you know. Holiday specials, you know, thing going on in Pokemon Masters, especially Pokemon Go, you know, sort of things like that. I'm not going to go into detail about those. The holidays have already passed. We're past that. New Year's is here. The new year is here. Let's get back into business and talk about some more relevant Pokemon things. Um, and for that reason, I'm not going to go into every little small detail about every new update coming out in, in these in these little games. Um, you know, every single time. So because of that, we don't really have a lot of things to talk about today. Nothing, nothing. It's a little quiet in the in the Pokemon news um, portion today. But um, something big: the Secrets of the Jungle movie, the you know the one with Zerud and whatever, is released in Japan. I'm pretty sure it came out on Christmas, uh, the 25th. So um, you know, it, hopefully, I don't re- I don't remember if they revealed a release date in the U.S. But or you know anywhere else in the world. Not just about me, Um, but I'm I'm excited to to watch it. I'm definitely gonna do a review of it when it comes out. I guess I can look it up. Let me see. It's called it's called Coco, right? Is that what it's called in in the in the U.S.? <laughs> I think so. Or in English, I guess. It just says 2021. Po- po- Pocket Monsters the Movie Coco release date 2021. But yeah, it is released in Japan. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you live in Japan, I suppose, and hey, go watch it. <laughs> Tell me how it is. Um, but I guess the uh, the other areas of the world will have to wait a little bit longer. We don't even have a release date yet, so who knows when it's going to come out. Until then, I will be patiently waiting. Literally, when I said we only had two things, I meant we only have two things. And the other thing we're going to talk about before uh, moving on is the Pokemon augmented reality showcase that happened um, in space. Uh, I didn't watch it. I actually totally forgot that it was going on. I, when was it? I totally forget. Let me look at this. Um, it happened. Oh, it happened on the new year's, right? Duh. Um, I totally, I had a lot of plans on new year's, so I didn't really get to, um, to watch it very much, but there was a, a little cameo from Pokemon Pikachu in the, in the, the, uh, the ISS alongside an astronaut, and then there was also Rayquaza in space flying around, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> the only really real things that happened with Pokemon was, was that, you know, Rayquaza and Pikachu giving us a little visit, but it was cool. Uh, as far as I can tell, judging by the screenshots, I'll have to re-watch, you know, I'll have to watch sort of like a an actual, uh, an actual video of it, but, you know, nothing to report necessarily. So yeah, that, that's cool. I'm glad that, they're like I said last time, I'm glad that they're sort of branching out and doing these cool things, especially to celebrate the new year. Now, before we get all fired up and move on to Type Review, um, we have, of course, everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon, every episode, random Pokemon of the week. Today's Pokemon is number 331. I'll give you a second to try and guess it. Number 331 is Cactia. Cactia is a grass-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 3. It evolves into Cacturn starting at level 32. It is the cactus Pokemon. Who would have guessed? Um, <laughs> it has the ability to Sand Veil and Water Absorb as its hidden ability. Uh, 50-50 gender ratio 1 foot 4, or 0.4 meters, 113.1 pounds, or 51.3 kilograms. Dang, 113 pounds for a 1 foot tall cactus. I guess it has a lot of, you know, absorbed water in there. That's a little over half my weight at a sixth of my height. <laughs> Good lord. It's a heavy little ball. So, uh, Cacnea's most notable, you know, appearance is that of James's in the anime uh, in the generation three anime, remember that specifically, he's got one. (laughs) It's, it's very, uh, very, very affectionate. Of course, being a cactus, quite ironic, sort of, you know, like looking at it completely analytically, it's like a, you know, gag that, Oh, it hurts for him to hug him, but he loves hugging James. But in reality, it's, it's a cute little dynamic. I like, I like how James's Pokemon always hurt him in some way, you know, victory bell, Cacnea, um, really makes me appreciate Team Rocket and James specifically. Love him. And I love his Cacnea. Other than that, though, Cacnea is pretty cool. I like I like the line, of course, being a, a, a huge fan of Generation 3. I, of course, love Cacnea. Um, let's look at a few of its um, Pokedex entries. Cacnea lives in arid locations such as deserts. It releases a strong aroma from the flower, its flower to attract prey. What? flower oh the crown i've i never realized that the crown on its head is supposed to be a flower i guess that makes sense but you know it's it's cute it looks like a little crown um like i guess that is a flower huh it releases strong aroma from its flower to attract prey when prey comes near this pokemon shoots sharp thorns from its body to bring the victim down Uh, pretty much the same thing in Sapphire. It prefers harsh environments such as deserts, and it can survive for 30 days on water stored in its body, much like a normal cactus. Um, that's it. (laughs) It's like the only things about this Pokemon. I mean, it's a cactus, you know, um, but it's cute. Let's see. Uh, because it's Gen 3, we have Mystery Dungeon quotes. I can live for 30 days without having anything to drink. That's, of course, uh, full to half. And then half to quarter HP in Mystery Dungeon is my HP is slipping down to the halfway mark. <laughs> uh, one one to a 25 is very grim. I'll faint on you. My body's developing cracks. Jeez. And then level up is I leveled up. I can feel power down to my spikes. Don't get him dry or apparently he will just die. He'll faint on you. And he'll crack? That's horrible. Do cactuses crack if they're not... I guess it's the desert, but like, do they crack if they're not hydrated enough? I don't know too much about cacti. I will assume so based on Cacnea's Pokemon Mystery Dungeon um, quote. So, you know, you, hey, Pokemon, who said Pokemon wasn't good at teaching you things about real life? Nobody, but I, you know, it can, and it did. It taught me that cactuses crack when they're dry. I don't even know if that's true. So I can't really say that, can I? Anyway. Uh, Let's go on to some trivia, if there is any. There is one. No, two. Sorry. Cagnia and its evolved forms, Egg Group, Grass, and Human-like are unique. No other Pokemon that are Grass and Human-like. That's surprising. Really? Like, Levani? You sure? Hold, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... This might be out of date. I'm going to uh, check this. Human-like. I mean, I guess I can... uh oh wow no you're right you're right they're right only the only pokemon that are human like really like i you know i guess that's true there's a lot of anthropomorphic uh like grass type pokemon so kind of you know what i mean i guess you know i guess that makes sense actually now that i look at some of the pokemon that are in the grass uh the grass group so hey cool also i just closed the cacnea page hold on let me get that back up here get back here cacnea we're not done with you yet cacnea shares its category with maractus they are both known as a cactus pokemon i mean hey cool um all right last but not least shiny form is orange orange and red it's got some it's it you know the the green body turns orange kind of a yellow and the uh the spikes turn red which is actually honestly a lot cooler than i thought it was you know why it's because of the 3d games the 3d games after x of y they ruined it it's much more of like a pale red and not like a bright orange why would they do that it's so much nicer in the old, in the sprites. I think this is going to have to be a divided one. I am going to say eight out of 10, no, seven out of 10 for, uh, the sprites and six out of 10, no, five out of 10. I'm going to be harsh. Five out of 10 for the 3d games, seven out of 10 for the, um, the sprites. So a a six, six out of 10 average if you, if you will, pretty good i mean like the sprites are just so much better seven out of ten i think is maybe a little bit too a little bit too low but i'm happy with that uh with with that assessment of the shiny it's really nice actually it looks really cool especially in diamond and pearl i think is the best looking one um but even then you know it's nothing fantastic but it is pretty nice and again the 3d games just absolutely ruin it uh cacnea is actually used pretty well in um in Little Cup, which I suppose we're going to uh, we're going to cover now, uh, it has an HP stat of fifty, a attack stat of eighty five, a defense stat of forty, special attack eighty five, special defense forty, and speed of thirty five. Its attack is really high for a first level Pokemon. Um, and it says this is written by Alan, <laughs> Being able to reach an impressive nineteen attack and having access to both Swords Dance and Sucker Punch help Cacne carve out a nice spot as a niche offensive attacker. Cacnea is limited in that it's not, it is not very bulky, even with Eviolite help. And its greatest asset, Sucker Punch, is also its greatest hindrance in that Cacnea relies heavily on it to be of any use because of its lackluster speed stat. Um, so, you know, Swords Dance, Sucker Punch, Seed Bomb, and either Drain Punch or Thunder Punch with Eviolite, Water Absorb, Jolly Nature, Plus Speed, Minus Special Attack, then uh, EVs are, you know. I'm not going to go over the EVs, (laughs) um, you can look on Smogon, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's okay in Little Cup, not, Little Cup is kind of a, like it said, a niche format in itself, and Cacnea is kind of a niche Pokemon in that niche format, so take that as you will. All right, um, I am guessing today is probably going to be a pretty shorter episode, but we do have some, uh, fire types to talk about welcome to type review. Uh, you know, this is sort of an ongoing series in Evocast, sort of a, a sub, you know, a sub series in itself. Um, this is the sixth episode of type review, six out of 18 done. Um, last one was steel. And now we're going to the super effective for that steel fire. Uh, like I said, this is sort of, I'm sort of basing it off of that one pun that I made in the very beginning of the episode that, Oh, I'm going to work out after this. Let's get fired up and let's, let's do fire type, (laughs) Uh, though I do enjoy fire type, I made, recently I made a, a, like a fake gym leader with a few friends, um, who's a fire type gym leader, and sort of given me a little bit of a, more of appreciation uh, for fire type, and one of my favorite legendaries, if not, I think my favorite legendary is fire type, and we'll talk about that when we get to it, but uh, fire type is one of the 18 types, The it's flame type in Japanese, Um, prior to changes in generation four, all damaging fire type moves were special, but they may now be also physical depending on the attack. Uh, statistical averages, Uh, I'm going to do fully evolved for the statistical averages. Well, I guess we can do overall 69, uh, HP 82 or sorry, 83 attack, um, 69 defense 87 special attack. Its highest is, oh no, it's not. I was gonna say its highest is speed. That's not true. Uh, seventy one special defense and seventy four speed average for a total of four hundred and fifty one. Highest stat, of course. Oh my god, Jesus! Highest stat, of course, (laughs) being uh special attack. Just below attack, which is kind of surprising. Fire is a very offensive type, so that's not really super surprising to me that special attack is the highest. Um. Fully evolved, though, it really boosts up to the highest stat being 106 average uh, for special attack, which is pretty good, actually. Uh, Let's see. Battle properties. In Generation 1, fire-type Pokemon cannot be burned by fire-type moves, which are the only moves that can inflict burn. Damaging fire moves other than fire spin, thaw frozen targets. So, every single fire-type move, um, thaw frozen targets. Interesting. Um... Let's see. Generations 2 to uh, 5, Fire-type Pokemon cannot be burned by Fire-type moves, but they could be burned by Tri-Attack. Starting in Generation 3, Fire-type Pokemon cannot be burned at all. In Generation 2, damaging Fire-type moves other than Fire-spin moves thaw frozen targets, and starting in Generation 3, all damaging Fire-type moves thaw frozen targets, so even Fire-spin will thaw frozen targets in Generation 3 and onward, I suppose. In Generation 6 onwards, Fire-type Pokemon cannot be burned. Pokemon damaging Fire-type moves, Thaw frozen targets, and the move Tarshot doubles the effectiveness of Fire-type moves on its target. What? Is it a move? Oh, it's the signature move of Colossal. I did not know that. It doubles the effectiveness of Fire-type moves used on the target. Interesting. I did not know that that was a thing. Um... Fire type, of course, is good against Bug, Grass, Ice, and Steel, and it takes uh, and it is not very effective against Dragon, Fire, Rock, and Water. Defensively, it is resistant to Bug, Fairy, Fire, Grass, Ice, and Steel, and it is uh, weak to Ground, Rock, and Water. Let's see few fire type Pokemon have the secondary type that we, that negates their weakness to water type moves. On the other hand, most fire types can learn solar beam to counter all three of the types weaknesses. All three. Oh yeah. rock and ground rock and water. Wow. Yeah. Solar beam is sort of a, a staple of fire type Pokemon because, you know, um, you know, like using the sun and um, in, in tandem with solar beam, it's usually really good. You know, first thing comes to mind is Charizard, Ninetales, uh, but some other Pokemon can do that. Fire type grants immunity to burns and the sea of fire caused by grass pledge and fire pledge. Uh, it enables the use of burn up though. Burn up removes the user's fire type. Oh, I forgot about that move. It removes, it removes the, uh, the fire type from, From a Pokemon. And if it's and if it's only fire, it becomes typeless. Typeless is yeah, it just doesn't have any type. That's interesting. I forgot burn up was a move. I think burn up is one of the only ones that does that, other than maybe Roost, which removes um flying typing when you've used by a Pokemon. So interesting. Or for one turn. I mean, obviously. Uh burn up is for the rest of the battle, I think, right? Uh, during harsh sunlight or extremely harsh sunlight, again, solar beam and uh, and drought and you know sun, uh, the power of fire type attacks is increased by fifty percent. The power of fire type attacks is decreased by fifty percent during rain, which all fire type moves. Well, while, while all fire type moves will fail during heavy rain, I think that's Kyogre, right? That can do that. When water sport is in effect, the power of fire type moves are decreased by fifty percent. When used under the effect of powder. Powder it's a bug type move what i'm we're learning a lot of different moves today. <laughs> I didn't know that uh what tar tar shot and powder was a move. I wasn't even aware these moves existed uh, when used under the effect of powder fire types fire attacks will damage the user by one fourth of its max HP instead of executing normally why why? Powder covers a target in powder for the remainder of the turn. If a Pokemon by powder attempts to use a Fire type move, they take damage equal to their e- they take damage equal to twenty five percent of their maximum HP and cannot execute the move. Really. What? Why is that a thing? I've never. I didn't even know that move existed. Interesting. Um, because Fire is super effective against Grass and Bug, it combines well with Ground type attacks. And in contest, fire type moves are typically beautiful moves. <laughs> interesting. All right. Well, fire has some interesting properties to it, you know, sort of, sort of things that you would expect. Um, but things that are cool nonetheless, I think fire is a very cool typing, uh, you know, the classic fire, uh, type very, you know, one of the starters, a very, very common type. One of the most common types, I think, uh, we'll learn that in a second, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon for me to kind of give my conclusion to fire typing halfway through, you know, sort of to keep to keep everyone to to, to keep everyone and also my thought process sort of engaged. Because as type review goes, it tends to drag on with how many uh, attacks and Pokemon and abilities and items there are, sort of relating to the fire type. We sort of talk about or these types and we talk about all of them, go through them one by one. So I know that it can be a little bit taxing, um, but. Fire type is uh you know a classic <laughs> has a lot of fun synergies nothing too complex obviously with the typing it's it's uh it's defenses and um you know uh, its weaknesses and resistances are are pretty um pretty self-explanatory there's nothing super weird going on with them like some other types have and every fire type move sort of has a pretty basic thing going on probably one of the most basic types if I'm being honest with you other than maybe normal but Normal itself is kind of complicated in that it's a, it's like weirdly basic. So normal, I think, might be one of the most self-explanatory, basic, but nonetheless really cool types. Anyway, uh, as of Generation 8, there are 75 Fire-type Pokémon, or 8.35 of all Pokémon. Counting, counting those that are Fire-type in at least one of their forms, including primal Reversion and Alolan Forms, Making it the seventh most common type. It's actually not as common as I thought it was. Only seventh. What's the most common type? Water. Is water the most common type? I think water is the most common type. We'll do we'll do type review water maybe next. Um, yes, it is. It's the most common of the eighteen types. I mean, fire is really only seventh. That's that seems low to me. I thought it was a little more common than that. Anyway, uh, we have a lot of Pokemon to talk about. There's plenty of pure fire types, plenty of, um, I think actually pure fire type is the most Pokemon of all of the fire types. So there's, there's more just, just fire type Pokemon than there are half fire type Pokemon. I think judging by the the list here, I might be wrong, but, uh, it is pretty big. First of all, starting with Charmander classic Charmander, Charmeleon, uh, Charizard's not here. That's because Char- Charizard isn't a pure fire type. Fulbix, Ninetales, Growlithe, Arcanine, you know, the two parallels. Very, very iconic fire types in the first generation. Rapidash, Ponyta, Magmar, Flareon. Um, that's it. Well, that's, not, that's it for the pure fire types in Gen 1. And then the starters, Cyndaquil, Line, uh, all pure fire type. Slugma and Magcargo, of course, but not pure. Magby, Entei, um Torchic, Torchic is only I g- oh yeah, I mean makes sense. Combusken is also not. Combusken also fighting type. Torkoal, Sunny form cast form, which I forget a lot. Uh that is fire type. Chimchar, again, only the first stage being pure fire type. Sort of a sort of a very common occurrence with literally one of the next ones Tepig. Um Magmortar, Pansian, Simisear. Sort of starters in themselves, like you know the, the elemental monkeys, Darumaka, Darmanitan, Darumaka is what we talked about last time on uh random Pokemon of the week, Heatmore, Fennekin breaks in, Litten, Torracat, Scorbunny reboot. Really, that's like they're the only pure fire types in both Sun and Moon and X and Y were the starters, the first two stages. Fennekin and Breaks in, Litten and Torracat, and then the only pure fire type Pokemon in Generation Eight was Scorbunny. The score bunny line literally after gen six, the only pure fire type Pokemon were the starters. Maybe because they had some, they had less Pokemon in those, in those generations, but geez, give some pure fire types some love literally after gen six. That's it. The only ones. Of course, uh, next here comes the four different forms of Charizard, <laughs> normal Charizard, mega Charizard X and Y and Gigantamax Charizard R, fire fire and something else uh, Alolan Marowak, one of my favorite Pokemon, cool, uh, typing, Fire Ghost, Moltres, first fire type legendary, not even pure fire, uh, Fire Flying, obviously, Magcargo, Ho-Oh, here, here come, these are all the sort of Pokemon that we were like, okay, this is next, you know, Cobuskin, Placikin, Monferno, Infernape, um, Camerupt, Line, Heatran, this is, this is who I was talking about, by the way, my favorite legendary, I'm pretty sure Heatran's my favorite legendary, I might be wrong, but I do really enjoy Heatran. Um, there might be another Legendary that I like more, I mean. Uh, Heatran is up there. Very, very high. If not my favorite Legendary Pokemon. I've always liked Heatran. Fire Steel, such a cool typing. Sort of a forgotten Pokemon in, you know, uh, Diamond and Pearl. But cool nonetheless. Darmanitan talked about that. That is The Zen mode. It, it's really it's it's pure i I always forget i think darmanitan is fighting type a lot because it looks like it but it, no it's just fire uh and then zenmo darmanitan gets the psychic typing delfox um Fletchinder and talon flame is is fletchling not fire type Oh, fletchling isn't fire it's normal flying i thought it was fire type wow oh. I was I was like oh did they forget Fletch? like no it's just it's not fire type <laughs> uh Litleo Pyro kind of forgotten Pokemon but pretty sure the first flying or uh, fire normal only fire normal I believe yeah Volcanion very very unique typing in terms of fire type Pokemon I'm surprised that it took up until Volcanion to do like a steam Pokemon you know obviously Colossal was up there too but. Volcanion being fire water is the first Pokemon to really incorporate like steam and stuff into that. So I'm, it, I'm, again, I'm surprised it took them that long. Uh, let me get into the weird ones. I think Incineroar, not weird necessarily, but fire dark, pretty sure the first one, uh, Oricorio, Turtonator, Blacephalon, some weirdos here. And then Cicillope. <laughs> Cicillope's not weird, but you know, he's cute. Oh, what am I, what am I talking about? Incinemore being the first Fire Dark? Right, right there. uh, The first Pokemon in the secondary Fire-type Pokemon list. Prove me wrong with Houndor. I forgot about Houndor. How could I? Uh, Primal Groudon, Ground Fire, Heat Rotom. Again, some weirdos. Very weird Fire-type Pokemon. Victini. uh, Galarian Darmanitan. <laughs> uh, That's a mouthful. Litwick, Lampet Chandler larvesta and volcarona like gen 5 introduced a lot of really cool fire type pokemon darmanitan chandelure volcarona reshiram is fire type um the you know ember line is really cool gen 5 really introduced a lot of really cool fire types i think um probably one of the best ones the best generations in terms of fire types in my opinion salandit salazzle classic i love i love salazzle one of my favorite pokemon First poison fire, very cool, very cool. Uh, Carcoal and you know Colossal, all of them, is um oh interesting. Uh, Rolycoly's not fire type; it's just rock. I thought it was fire type. A lot of these first stage Pokemon that turn into fire as they as they evolve, like like Fletchling and Carcoal or Fletchling and Rolycoly. I didn't know they weren't fire type. And that's it. That's all. That's all the fire type Pokemon. Um, some weirdos, like I said. Uh, but also some classics. Fire type is varied in terms of in terms of Pokemon. Some very weird ones that you wouldn't expect necessarily to be fire type. Um, but also some very classic. Just like, yep, that's a that's a fire Pokemon, <laughs> and a lo- beloved loved ones too. Charizard, Moltres, you know, Blaziken. Those Pokemon, very popular Pokemon, are, tend to be fire type because fire is just cool. I don't blame them for being popular. Like I don't blame people for liking these cool Pokemon because fire type is cool. Alright, let's uh let's 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 move on from listing a bunch of things. I'm going to um I'm gonna spare you for now the um the moves because that's gonna take a long time to sort of just go through them and talk about them. So let's let's talk about some more shorter obscure things like the trivia. Uh generation five introduced the most fire type Pokemon with any generation. Ah, look at that. Well, generation five has some of the best, so that's okay. Obviously, that's an opinion. Uh, generation four introduced the fewest with five. Generation five introduced the most fire type moves of any generation, and generation four or generation six introduced the fewest with only one being mystical fire. Really, mystical fire, the only gen six fire type move. Wow, yeah, gen five really. Enjoyed fire typing. <laughs> most Pokemon, most moves, some really sick fire type designs. Uh Fire type tied with the dragon type also has the fewest number of non-damaging moves out of all types with only two. What are those two? One of them is definitely Will-O-Wisp. Do you think I can guess the other one? Probably not. I don't really remember what what uh what they do necessarily. I'm gonna look for it. I'm curious. Which one is it? Oh, sunny day. You know, that makes sense. Well, it's been sunny day. The only two non-damaging fire type moves, not a very, you know, um, <laughs> not a very like, what, what's the word? They're very, the fire type moves are very offensive. You know, they're very, they're very just like attack sort of type, which is fitting, obviously, uh, you know, not too much strategy necessarily in, in fire typing, just hot attack burning flames. You don't need it. You don't need that. Sunny day makes your, makes your fire move stronger. That's, you know, that's very typical fire types and will-o'-wisp, you know, I mean, hey, they got to have something with burns, right? Something that just automatically burns, not even a fire type move. I know it is, but it's mostly found on ghost types though. I'm pretty sure a lot of ghost types tend to have will-o'-wisp, probably more ghost types have will-o'-wisp than fire types. So again, very evident of the hot-headed fire types to only use, only care about attacking, and no strategy here. No status moves. What are you talking about? Let's just burn them. You know. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Fire type was the last type to receive a Pokemon with water as the other type, only receiving one with Volcanion in Generation Six. Uh, in Generation, po- sorry, in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. There were only two evolutionary lines of Fire Pokémon in the Sinnoh Pokédex: Chimchar and Ponyta. In Pokémon Platinum, this was changed with the expansion of the Sinnoh Pokédex to include Houndor, Magmar families, as well as Flareon. Yeah, I remember that being a, a like a a common thing, a common piece of trivia about Diamond and Pearl. The only two Fire type Pokémon you can you can get are the Chimchar line and Ponyta and Rapidash. You know, um, I'm glad they sort of added that in in Platinum. In the core series Pokemon games since Generation 3, the fire type has been represented by the color orange. However, in most other Pokemon media, including the Pokemon trading card game, Pokemon Stadium series, and the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series, the, po- the, f- the fire typing has been associated with the color red. I mean, that makes sense. What other, what other type would be orange? I guess ground, but it's kind of more of a brown than orange. And, you know, nothing else really is red. I guess fighting type is like a super dark red, but, you know, that's... A little bit weird. It makes sense that fire type is, you know, both orange and red. Um. Similar to ice types, all fire type moves were beautiful moves in Generation 3. Generation 2 is the only generation to not have introduced a fire type specialist. Oh, like a trainer, right? Like a, you know, a, a trainer that uses fire type moves. Interesting. There's no, um, like, fire type trainers in Gen 2? I guess Blaine... Sort of you know takes that uh, that spot in in Jodo but or in Kanto, I suppose but interesting. Uh, the fire type is able to deal the highest type based multiplier. This is possible with harsh sunlight against a Pokemon against a dual type Pokemon with Fluffy, whose types are both weak to fire type attacks and have been affected by Forest Curse and Tar Shot. This would affect. This would result in a 48 times multiplier. Okay. Uh, the effects of flash fire, flash fire and blaze can further boost this to a 72 times power multiplier. Jesus Christ. At what point do you just quit the game? If you're getting hit by a 72 times power move, uh, it can also achieve the lowest non-zero based multiplier. This is possible in rain against a dual-type Pokemon whose both types resist fire types of fat attacks with thick fat, heat proof, or water bubble while water sport is in effect. This would result in a 002065 times multiplier. Jesus. That I'm pretty sure that would just do one damage. Like it would no matter what move you use. <laughs> you know? Good lord. Well, you can, you can simultaneously do the most damage and the lowest damage with fire types. So Hey, covers all ranges, you know, (laughs) typical. All right. That's it for the trivia. Uh, let's, before we go into the big list of moves, let's do some of the, the, you know, the, the smaller things, um, abilities, I guess, or there's a very, there's a very, um, short list of these Pokemon with color change, protean libero. I don't know how to pronounce that move. Libero libero imposter forecast RKS system or multi-type will become a fire type Pokemon. If respectively it is hit with a fire type move, uses a fire type move is sent out against a fire type opponent. If the weather is sunny, if it is holding a fire memory or if it's holding a flame plate or fire MZ <laughs> that, you know, uh, those are all very Pokemon specific, but, uh, it has to be said. We said that we say that like every single time with, uh, in, in type review. Fire-type Pokemon are also immune to becoming burned by the abilities of Flame Body or Synchronize. Uh, Blaze powers up Fire-type moves in a pinch. Dry Skin increases the damage from Fire-type attacks. Sunny Weather reduces HP and Water-type moves and and Rain restore HP. Uh, Flash Fire powers up Fire-type moves if hit by a Fire move. Fluffy halves the damage from moves that make contact but doubles damage from Fire-type attacks. Heatproof weakens the power of fire-type moves. These, of course, you know, we sort of covered in the the huge 72 times multiplier. Uh, Primordial Sea is, you know, it causes damage-healing fire-type moves to fail. Thick Fat raises resistance to fire and ice-type moves. Uh, Steam Engine boosts the Pokemon speed stat drastically if hit by a fire or water move. And Water Bubble halves damage from fire-type attacks, prevents burn, and doubles the power of water-type moves. A lot of things that sort of affect um, fire. And of course there are some exclusive abilities. All of them, uh, were, um, <laughs> were introduced in generation three. Only fire type Pokemon can have these abilities. Blaze, flame body, magma armor, which prevents the Pokemon from being frozen, and white smoke, which prevents stat reduction. White smoke, I'm pretty sure is Torkoals. Uh, and of course there are some items, burn drive, uh, fire Memory, Fire MZ, and Flame Plate all, you know, you know what they do with uh, Genesect, uh, Sovalli, Z, Fire Z moves, and Arceus. And then there's Charcoal, which um, boosts the power of Fire-type moves. Fire Gem, strengthens the power of Fire-type moves once. And Berry, where if held by a Pokemon, this berry will lessen the damage from taken from one super effective Fire-type attack. So every type has these. You know, they have a gem, they have a memory, they have a berry that does that, they have an item that boosts the power of their move. No like very unique fire type moves or fire type items. literally just the ones that do what every other type has. So again, very typical fire type. Nothing special. Just very basic but very strong. Notable trainers. Uh Blaine, like we talked about before, gym leader in uh one in generation one and two, technically. Uh, Flannery, gym leader in Generation 3, Flint, Elite 4, Generation 4, uh, Chili, (laughs) uh, the gym leader in black and white where you can, uh, depending on what starter you choose, so I guess it it would have to be you choose Snivy to get Chili, I assume. Uh, Malva in the Elite 4 in Generation 6, um, Kawaii, trial captain in Gen 7, and Kabu, gym leader in Gen 8. Man, I'm not going to lie. You know, you know that thing where if you if you say um if you say a word or you look at the spelling of a word a bunch, it like it doesn't look like a word anymore. Fire definitely is doing that to me right now. <laughs> Fire does not look like a word anymore. F I R E. What it just looks weird. It looks so weird to me. I guess that makes sense if I'm talking about it for like, you know, literally 40 minutes uh, but still does not look like a word. All right, to end it off, uh, we're going to discuss moves. The final sort of, uh, s- sort of thing with fire type, uh, here, I'm just going to sort of list them off. I'm not going to go into huge detail about them unless something special comes up. Uh, so you ready for like the, the, this happens every time we do type review, it's just sort of like a big, almost like pokey rap esque listing of all of the moves, all of the fire type moves. And I'm going to do them by generation this time. Uh, so in order. Generation 1, Ember, Fire Blast, Fire Punch, Fire Spin, and Flamethrower. Gen 2 has Flame Wheel, Sacred Fire, signature move of Ho-Oh, and Sunny Day. I thought, really? Sunny Day wasn't uh, wasn't until Gen 2? I didn't know that. Blast Burn in Gen 3, Blaze Kick, Eruption, Heat Wave, Overheat, and Will-O-Wisp. Also wasn't until Gen 3, that's surprising to me. Uh, Gen 4 had Fire Fang, Flare Blitz, Lava Plume, and Magma Storm. Gen 5, with the most, Blue Flare, Fiery Dance, Fire Pledge, Flame Burst, Flame Charge, Fusion Flare, uh, Reshiram's move, I'm pretty sure, Heat Crash, Incinerate, Inferno, Searing Shot, and V-Create, who is uh, Victini's move. Gen 6 only had Mystical Fire, like we said before, pretty sure that's the signature move of uh, Delphox. Gen 7 had Burn Up, Firelash, Inferno Overdrive. Inferno Overdrive again, but special. Uh, My Mind Blown, which is Blacephalon's fire-type move. Shell Trap. um, What's-his-face? Turtonator. And Sizzly Slide, <laughs> uh, which is the partner Eevee's fire-type move. And then in Gen 7, we got Burning Jealousy, uh, Max Flare, obviously, and Pyro Ball. So only, only two... Uh, two moves that are, that are not either Gigantamax or Max moves, uh, Pyro Ball and Burning Jealousy in Gen 8. And then, um, the G-Max moves, G-Max Centiferno, uh, Scorch, G-Max Fireball, pretty sure that's, um, Cinderace. And then, oh, I messed up the, G-Max Wildfire. <laughs> that's Gigantamax Charizard, I'm pretty sure. And that's it. That, those are all the fire type moves. That is it for, um, the fire typing. And that concludes our uh, sixth sort of rendition of type review. I hope you enjoyed. But before we end today's episode, of course, we have to do everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode. And today's move is number, oh, I forget the number, 620. It's sort of a challenge in myself to Remember the, the, the number that I randomly generate for the, the list of moves. Um, I believe it was 620. The 620th move is Dragon Ascent, uh, which is a damage-dealing flying-type move introduced in Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. It is the signature move of Rayquaza. Uh, it is a flying-type move. It is physical. It has a PP of 5, a power of 120, and an accuracy of 100%. Uh, Dragon Ascent inflicts damage, and then lowers the user's defense stat and special defense stat by one stage each. Um, The player can Mega Evolve any Rayquaza that knows Dragon Ascent. Rayquaza cannot Mega Evolve if it is holding a Z-Crystal, or only knows the move through Mimic. In Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, no Rayquaza can Mega Evolve until the Rayquaza in the Delta episode has been caught. Dragon Ascent does not exist in the game data of Pokemon X and Y. As a result, a Pokemon knowing Dragon Ascent cannot be traded from a Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire into Pokemon X and Y. If a Pokemon in Pokemon Bank knows the move, it cannot be withdrawn into Pokemon X and Y. In order to be transferred to Pokemon X and Y, the Pokemon must forget Dragon Ascent. Uh, In a Generation 8, Dragon Ascent no longer enables Mega Evolution, unfortunately. Uh well there's actually a lot of trivia for this um for this this move for this move. The Japanese name of this move literally means to paint a dragon and dot its eyes and serve as a metaphor for finishing touch in a piece of work that gives it the spark of life the idiom the idiom originated from a legend where Zhang Zhang Yu i don't apologies if I am mispronouncing that name uh, a Chinese painter. Complete the dragon on the mural by dotting the eyes and thus literally bringing them to life. They spring out of the temple wall and fly off. The completed dragons immediately ascend to the heavens when the work is done. What is it actually in Japanese? I guess I can look. In Japanese, it is dragon ascension. Well, you know, but it's probably different from, uh, it's different in, you know, that, that's translated into English. I'm sure it's, it, it means a little bit different in, uh, in Japanese, actual Japanese Uh, Dragon Ascent is the only move with the word dragon in its English name that is not dragon type. Because Zinnia teaches Dragon Ascent to the requesa caught at Sky Pillar in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire to replace Fly, Dragon Ascent is the only move that can replace an HM move in a game which the move is available as an HM. When used by a requesa that has Mega Evolved, the move will play an additional animation before the main main animation, and the main animation is also changed slightly. Uh, when used by a Pokemon other than Mega Rayquaza, Dragon Ascent will play a cyan blue animation instead of a green animation, such as, I assume, Smeargle is probably the only one that can learn it. Or if you're randomizing the game, uh, of course, but interesting. All right. Well, I think that is all there is to really talk about with, uh, with Dragon Ascent. Um, you know the only real no- the only other notable thing that i can talk about is how it's uh it's learned by requires by leveling up but it's also taught um by a move tutor technically uh by zinnia or by zinnia's grandmother and also in a man in a red shirt in the pokemon center in seafolk village in uh sun and moon <laughs> interesting so you can sort of you can get a mega evolvable Rayquaza in those games even if you don't uh if you don't complete the Delta episode or you know in Sun and Moon obviously you don't have to trade it over you can just mega evolve your Rayquaza in Sun and Moon no matter what uh but anyway I think uh that is going to do it for me for today I hope you enjoyed this episode of Type Review this episode of EvoCast I mean technically both uh <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful day happy new year first EvoCast episode of 2021 Uh, Many more to come, obviously, and I'm very excited to see what this year holds for this podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye!